I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Welcome to Self Helpful. I'm your guide, Kevin Miller, and I curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show. Join me as I question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, Self-Helpful listeners. In this episode, focus and six lessons from a former monk and current master. This is my wrap up from what I'm working to learn from this series on focus and our expert, Don Dapani, world-renowned leading expert on leveraging the human mind and the power of focus. And he's author of The Power of Unwavering Focus. I was so fortunate to have two long discussions with Don Dapani from his Siva ashram in Costa Rica, with the second discussion being a deep dive into a controversial view on spirituality that was just profound for me. I hope it was for you as well, if you caught it. I think we'll have some follow-up discussions that'll be uh, it'll be great on spirituality. I'll be eager to share those with you as well in the future. Uh, and as I reviewed the notes from this series on focus, I found six key lessons that bubbled to the surface. I'm going to talk and walk through those concepts with you right now. All right. Six lessons on focus from a former monk and current master, and that is Don Dapani. Number one, focus is a learned skill. I think we often want to cop out with things like that. And a lot of things we all do and say that we can or can't, or we do or don't have something like focus or like, you know, eh, you know, John can touch his nose with his tongue and I can't, it's not like that. Uh, with focus, you know, I, I realized that just naturally my wife can really do that. She can focus so much. It's hard for her to take her focus away. And I don't, I am looking for distraction naturally. However, I can learn it. It's really similar to the message that I have in my book on drive that we tend to think some people are driven and some people aren't. We have all the ingredients of drive within us. We may not have found a relevant motive yet to trigger it, but it's there. We don't have to go assemble it or we don't have to think that, oh, bummer, 
I just didn't get drive. Same thing here. You weren't born with a lack of the ability to have focus, but some may have a harder time with it. I do over my wife and some other people. And, but it reminds me of, of tennis. If we put a bunch of people, if we take 10 people who've never played tennis, put them on the court, there's going to be some of them that just naturally are a little more adept at it or a lot more adept at it. That's great. None of them are going to be any good in a game with somebody who's played for a while. They're all going to be destroyed. Okay. Think about that with focus. Nobody is just perfect coming out of the gate. It's something that we all learn. I do appreciate Don Dapani saying that, you know, how long will it take you to get focused? And he says, a very long time. It is a skill. It takes a long time to acquire, but you can. Number two, we don't generally choose our focus but we can. He talks a lot, Donapani, about we allow our environment generally, and I say we, me too, as always, to dictate what our focus goes to instead of us proactively controlling it. Now, that's where we get into trouble, though, is just thinking that, okay, just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to grit down and I'm going to focus. And some people can, you know, again, like me uh, talking about my wife, I think she's able to, no matter what the circumstances, just when it's time needs to be, she can focus on something while I struggle. So I'm going to have to do more. And it reminds me of Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He's the muse in the first chapter of my book, What Drives You. In his book, Willpower Doesn't Work, he talks about that as well. And he talks about crafting your environment to help. Maybe you're the kind of person that can come home at the end of the day and whatever your new, your, your dietary vice is, ice cream, M&Ms, you know, chips, whatever it may be, you can have it around. And if you decided not to have it, it's not a big deal to you. That's not most people. That's not me. At the end of the day, I don't have a whole lot of willpower. Uh, I do earlier in the day. So when I go to the grocery store, I don't buy chips and ice cream and M&Ms or whatever it may be. Uh, because by the end of the day, if they're there, I'm going to have them. So I make it easy on myself. If I don't want to have them by just not having them there. And the best thing I can get is some zero sugar yogurts. All I got lying around, maybe some dark chocolate chips or something like that. Uh, we got to think about that with focus. So for me, I have to make a big effort when I am really writing, uh, as I was, when I was writing my book, I literally went away to friends cabins. One of them I went to, it didn't even have internet access. Now I could get on, I needed internet, but I could get on through my phone, but it was kind of limited and no distractions. And that really helped me. So you may have to do some things to deal with your environment. Otherwise our environment, uh, you know, takes our focus away. You know, it's interesting as we talk about with focus, like to look at ADHD, it gets a lot of, of publicity these days. And I'm told that I uh, am pretty high on the spectrum of ADHD and we find kids who can't focus. And yet it's interesting. I'm not minimizing, please hear me. I'm not minimizing people with true clinical issues. I think we cite clinical issues for too many people that, that it may not go that far. Uh, so I'm not minimizing it, but it's interesting that a majority of people, and I'm going to pick on kids who are claimed to have ADHD, you know, you put them in front of a screen with a movie, social media, video games, do they can focus for hours. It's interesting. Again, I'm not minimizing so those with true clinical issues, but what I find a lot of times is we can focus on the things that interest us, that entertain us. But when things are hard, that's my hardest thing. When it's something's hard, even though it may be great. I mean, I love to write, but it's hard work to craft it well and I'll distract myself. Uh, so I have a hard time focusing on what is hard work or what it maybe doesn't interest me enough. Uh, so what do you need to do realizing that you want to focus on something? It's valuable, but it's difficult. 
that's when you tend to be more easily distracted and you may have to craft your environment instead of letting it craft you. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all, and Yahoo Finance is an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin.
Number three, you can't focus on more than one thing at a time. Something Don Dapani talked about a lot. Definitely, we have a cultural perspective that you can focus on a lot of things, right? We, we talk about multitasking. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who say, oh, you, you know, multitasking is totally false. You can't do that at all. And I don't think it resonates because we all understand the ability to somewhat divide our attention, right? Just like it makes me think of somebody playing football, a quarterback playing football. He takes the ball and he's looking down the field for a receiver and he's, he's, he's looking down there and he's also out of his peripheral vision and he's turning his head looking to see if anybody's going to tackle him. And you would say, yeah, he's given focus to two things at once. He's really kind of diverting his attention. And we, if you watch football, you often see when he gets too focused on that receiver down there and he's not paying attention, given focus around him, he gets tackled or the opposite. He's too busy looking at who's trying to tackle him and he never gets the ball down there. He needs diverting his attention and not doing a really good job at either often. And we can do that. We can give a little attention here and then divert it here and then divert it here. That is not focus. All right. That is, that's, that's just not uh focus as we talk about it. And what it made me think of to use, you know, balls, uh, like sports again, as a thing is we can get good at juggling right? Think about a juggler. He's got three balls, five balls, whatever. Uh, and, and she's juggling those things, right? Well, that's great, but that's not a pitcher. A pitcher on a baseball mound is zeroed in focused on that glove in front of him and throwing a 95, you know, whatever out mile per hour fastball in there to win the big game. And I thought, you know, it's an interesting analogy because who gets made, who gets paid more? A top baseball pitcher or a juggler in general, it's that pitcher. So think about that with focus when we're diverting our attention and quote multitasking, that is not uh, true focus. We can't really give focus to more than one thing at a time. Number four, focus is a means to an end. Cause we talk about some of those things. We get enamored with the topic or the title, right? I want focus. I want focus. Nobody wants focus. I don't want focus. I do want what focus brings like the ability to write a book craft a show, uh, listen to um, one of my kids talking or, or something, especially if it's something I may not be totally interested in, but I want to love them well. So I want to be able to focus uh, on them for the benefit of X. It is a means to an end though. And it's, it's mind control. I remember I had Dan Harris. He's a pretty famous guy. He was a TV uh, news guy. Maybe he still is actually. I don't know, but 10% happier was his book. And that's his podcast. Got a huge podcast, 10% happier. So Dan Harris. So he's on my show and he was talking about his ability. He had a panic attack on air. That's what made him, or that's kind of what kind of brought him to further acclaim. And then he wrote his book and, and went that direction of 10% happier, focusing on meditation and being able to be present, whatever. And he talked about getting to the point where he can focus, control his mind in a cab. He can meditate in a cab. He doesn't have to go into a closet somewhere. Man, I'm not that good, but I can be. I'm going to have to do the work of training my mind. Uh, Don Dapani even talked about that this is, this is how you discover your purpose, being able to control your mind and focus on what we want. He says, uh, you know, it, it, we, with a distracted mind, we can't control our what we're thinking about, and even to look at our uh, at our purpose. And we tend to think that you know we're going to find our focus out there, right? And I think with a distracted mind, Donna Pani talks about a burdened mind. We wouldn't know our purpose if it fell out of the sky and landed on our face. 
Uh, and it's interesting. He talks about joy a lot in his book. And it's not something you would think about from a monk. He said his guru told him life is meant to be lived joyously. And, you know, when you think about the Western perspective of a monk, it's just devout abstinence. It's not joy. He says, no, man, the point is joy. That's what we're here. That's what we're training our minds for. That's what we're looking uh, at focus for. We want to achieve things. We want joy. Focus is how we get there. It's a primary way we get there. It's, it's a means to an end. So it's not focus we want. It is the benefit of focus. Number five, to focus on what you want requires you to know what you want. Uh, and you may struggle with focus because you lack clarity on what you do really want, or it's because you're going after something that you don't truly want. So I would question you in the areas that you're, you're trying to have focus on and you're not able to, why? Do you need to craft your environment better and help yourself? Or maybe it is because what you think you're trying to focus on or what you're trying to focus on is not really what you want. Or you may just be going after something. And again, you don't know what you want. So shameless self-promotion. That's what my book, What Drives You, is about. It's letting you look at these key areas of life and discern what do you want and qualify that by why. Why do you want it? And are you really in agreement with that why? And at the core of that, we're trying to get to your values. What do you value for you and you alone? When you have clarity on what you value, what you truly want, you know why, you know your motive, you know your reason, it's a lot easier to focus. Now that said, even with putting myself in that seat, I still need to do some extra things to help me focus because I am just... um very distractionable. And, and I would say, I even like distraction. I like it. I don't enjoy just focus on one thing. I like distraction. But again, back to it, sometimes I want the benefit of what focus will give me. So I'm working on it. And number six, manifesting. We got onto that topic and I've always struggled with that a lot. I, I do believe in a higher power. I struggle with some of the perspectives on us being the higher power or the only power and manifesting, making me God somewhat. And I don't, again, I don't want to, uh, I'm not trying to offend or minimize anybody's faith structure in that, but me personally, I struggle with that. And so it's interesting when Dandapani talks about it as a Hindu priest and he says, life is a manifestation of and I'm going to say simply, my paraphrasing, simply where you invest your energy and that whatever I invest my energy in will start to grow and manifest in my life. Put another way, what we give our energy to, that desire will grow in us. We will make better decisions towards that goal and we will have a better chance of that becoming our reality. So again, just looking at manifesting is simply saying that's where we put our energy and our focus. That is what becomes alive in our life. So uh, you can think about that towards, you know, positive or negative things. We can think about that to life giving things or life taking things. We can think about it with worry and anxiety or hope and joy that where we give that. So I want to train my mind, control my mind so that I am more adept at giving a focus, focusing on the good things, the positives, the hopes, not the doubts, the fears, and the anxieties, which are 
prone to come up in my head just as much as anybody else. And I know Don Dapani would say the same thing. He doesn't just wake up every morning and he's gotten rid of all that stuff. He has to make the effort, train his mind, he even talked about meditating. And it's interesting. He talked about meditating that he used to do that, you know, for an hour in the morning. He's not a monk anymore. He's got a family and he's got a little kid. And he says, sometimes I'm just shooting for 10, 20 minutes, uh, if that. And I appreciate the humanity and the humility of Don DePondi. I think that's why he has such a, a huge following of millions of uh, people and we can relate to him. And, and, but again, that was a lot of the point of, yeah, it was easier to have focus, but he learned it and trained his mind as a monk and now came over and he's able to employ it in the day-to-day rigmarole of life, just as we all know. And even though I talk about him coming to us from his uh, Siva ashram in Costa Rica, he came out of the monastery and went to New York City, the big city. And he started a business, started a family. And so he knows what real life is like and what we all deal with in our day-to-day as we strive to grow our muscle of focus. Well, this concludes our current focus on focus, though for me, and I hope for you, it will be the beginning of our training to become more focused. And of course, as always, I'll continue talking about it on the show for, well, hopefully forever. Uh, great thanks to Don Dapani for taking two long sessions with me. His book again is The Power of Unwavering Focus. Uh, you can connect with him on social media. Just uh, search for Don Dapani, D-A-N-D-A-P-A-N-I. And his website is that same name, dondapani.org. Thanks also to my brother, Jared Angaza, uh, for his wisdom and insight as he's been studying the teachings of Dondapani for a long time. And I appreciate in episode, uh, in part three, in our discussion on this topic of focus and Dondapani, uh, our uh, path that we got into talking about on discipline. That was really, really beneficial, really insightful. And thank you for giving your focus to this show. I'm grateful that you find value here. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. 